Hello and welcome to episode number 367 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. We are right in the thick of it now, in the very busy month, which is a lot of TV, nice. There's just a lot of everything. It's great. Like, there's films to talk about that we're excited for, like this week's film. Um, obviously, the TV is insane right now. Um, hell, even the video game world is very, very exciting and busy. Um, but that has been all year, to be fair. Um, so, yeah, loads of good shit going on right now. Um, yeah, we're going to be discussing some of it this week, uh, starting with the latest VHS movie. Um, so, yeah, we've uh, we've covered all of the new ones for the show, which is very exciting. Um Obviously, this newest installment just dropped on Shudder a couple of weeks ago, I think. Or was it last week? I can't remember. Um, uh, it might have been last week. Yeah, so um, hopefully people would have checked it out by now. Um, but yeah, there's only one news item this week uh, before we get into the film, uh, which is actually to do with kind of this film. Um, well, it's to do with this franchise, because uh, hot off the heels of this one, um, they've already announced another one. Um, nice. So VHS is going strong right now. Um, they posted a bunch of you know record-breaking stuff on Shudder. Um, didn't care to look at the specifics, but it seems to be doing very well. Um, on the platform and so yeah they've announced uh, over the weekend uh, comic-con um, a seventh installment of the franchise and all we know about this one so far is that it will focus on sci-fi horror um, which i find to be an interesting thing for them to say up front um, because that's been always a part of vhs since the start really mm. um, so it's nothing new but it is interesting that they're kind of saying that up front um, obviously these last three have had the themes of the years um, and i really like these light themes to kind of tie the uh the segments together um, which we'll get into mm. with this uh, new one um, so i'm always down for just a, a light theme you know you don't want to put restraints on people especially when it comes yeah. to anthologies because that's the awesomeness about it is you can just do anything but i love that they just say yep the new one's just going to be sci-fi horror and you can take that to mean whatever you want it to mean um the last thing as well is that this is scheduled for release next year as well so uh probably in a year's time from right now um but yeah what do you make about that obviously it's uh cool to see the franchise doing well and, and what i guess what specifically is it is sci-fi horror like something that you'd be excited for for the next installment to lean into i mean yeah i would say not necessarily Mm. Um, I think um, I, I like it just being untapped horror in general. There could be a sci-fi horror segment, but I don't. I don't need it to be thematically the entire thing. Um, I, I'm similar to you, where I like it being this kind of year, you know, this setting or something like that. Um, I think that's what was so cool about ABCs of Death, mm. you know. And it was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, you've got this letter. But sometimes it can be on the nose and sometimes it can be absolute obscurity. And, um, you know, that, that always made them a real fun guessing game. And I think with this, like, when I'm watching a VHS segment, often I'm like, you know, I'm starting to get, I'm trying to guess what's going on. And is it is it a part of a wraparound? Is it part of a segment? Is it one segment? You know, and all these different things. And, and that, you know, I, I enjoy that part of it massively for sure. Yeah, me too. I think it's, yeah, it's not something that is, like, incredibly exciting, even though I obviously love sci-fi horror. And, 
you know, there's been plenty of segments in VHS that have kind of achieved that. Mm. Um, but I love this current setup that they've had with these last three films, and I would have just liked to continue that. You know, don't break it. I think that that is to me is the one kind of that differentiates it from that original trilogy is these kind of yearly ones. Um, you know, based upon a year, and so it's hard because obviously now you've done 85 you've done two in the 90s with it being vhs it's like you do start to run out of room um as to where you would put it you mm. know because there's any kind of a if you're if you're trying to keep it based in like you people that use vhs's it's very difficult but i would love to have seen like vhs 24 you know and it's like okay so it's come out next year and it's set in 2024 like what would that look like you know that would be interesting to me to go the hyper modern after going um in the 80s or try and go as early as you can and still get away with people with camcorders which i feel like this is already kind of pushing it um you know could you get into the late 70s i'm not too sure to be honest i'm not not, uh, an expert on like how accessible home video was at that point um but yeah, it would be interesting. But either way, I'm I'm super pumped that this is still going, and I think it's the perfect. As we've said time and time again, like the moment that this was first announced, the uh, the first of these new films, and it was like a collaboration with Shudder. It was just perfect, and it was something that didn't obviously exist when the original VHS films came out. Um, and it was so much harder for them to find an audience because this is never it never was and it never should be and never will be a cinema franchise um so if you're gonna go you know into a smaller route the the idea of streaming services again wasn't popular when those original films came out but now we have literally specifically horror-based ones as well so you know this would have been great on other platform streaming services as well but the fact that it's on shutter it's just so good i i'm so happy that it's found its home because otherwise I really, I mean, it's why they probably stopped doing them, really, because they are hard to fund these things when you know, like, a, a very, it's for such a niche market, I think, these films. Um, but of course, a, a service like Shudder is all about catering to that niche to the masses, so it's it's perfect. And, and always coming out of Halloween as well, like, they know what they're doing. They always get this big bump around this time. You know, they've got, like, the new Hell House um, movie coming out in a couple of weeks as well, which is another great kind of franchise that fits perfectly on Shudder. Like, they know what they're doing. They just they just need to get Psycho Gorman. That's, like, the only thing that they're missing. Obviously, the they have the first one, but they need to get the, the rights going forward. Um, but, uh, yeah, I had, to, I had to get my mention of uh, PG in there. It's been a while. Um, well, I don't know if it has. I'm pretty sure we probably spoke <laughs> about it last week. <laughs> I don't think we have mentioned PG for a while. Like, I'm just sitting here waiting for my comic to eventually come out. Ah, um, uh, you ain't which, getting that comic. Which has only been delayed for two years at this point. So, uh, yeah, you ain't getting that comic. <laughs> i have a digital copy of it but i refuse to look at it <laughs> that's the best you could ever hope for the fact that you've got a digital copy like yeah. the fact that you think you're getting a physical version you're smoking crack. Like, i have the pdf but at this point i'll have to like send it to you and you'll have to print it out for me because i feel like that's the best i'm gonna get but uh that definitely is <laughs> um but either way uh shall we shall we talk about this week's film let's do it let's talk about vhs 85 
So yeah, like we uh, already mentioned in the news, obviously this is the sixth installment in the overall VHS uh, franchise, the mainline franchise. Um, And yeah, kind of the the end of this trilogy i guess on shudder since it's come back um and come back very strongly you know looking back on those first two um really liked them you know i don't think they have like these amazing standalone segments there's like a couple i remember that sci-fi one that just really reminded me of um a part of resident evil village with like the body mods and shit like that was super cool yeah um but it's hard to remember too many until you really like I remember a few weeks ago we looked up one of the directors because he was like the guy who did that um the one where it's like they're spying on the neighbor and she's like a medusa type character and, and it's like oh yeah. i kind of forgot about that and then yeah, you remember how cool it is when, yeah like i think it's just a, those first couple of movies are just were iconic at that time like mm. it just was a real it, it i think it really helped create an identity for the franchise of what what this should be yeah a template you know for what a good segment should be definitely and uh so yeah it's been it's been great you know like it's been it's cool to see it back but the fact that the movies have actually been great as well is is obviously a huge bonus um and then yeah we get into this one obviously themed around the 80s this time 85 um some pretty big names on the uh the list obviously a couple that we've already covered multiple times um and what's funny is that the uh do you you probably already know this do you know the thing that connects these two directors the two big names which is david bruckner and scott derrickson not off the top of my head they both directed Hellraiser movies. Um, oh, nice. So, yeah. Um, obviously not. What, what one did he do? Derrickson did, like, was it Bloodline, the fourth one? It was, like, his right, first film. Okay. Um, right, okay. Right. Well, oh, no, it was Inferno. Which one was that? <laughs> fifth, fifth one. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, he did Inferno. Uh, yeah, so we don't we don't get uh, that in the Arrow box set, unfortunately. <laughs> no, I've got to um, be honest. I, I would have loved it. I would have really yeah. loved it. Just, just like every Hellraiser movie, just yeah, give just us all the tracks. Extras, yeah. <laughs> like, what's the extra like fifty quid in rights to just get those movies at this point? Yeah, well, it would have been an extra probably fifty quid for us, which I'm not sure would have been worth it. But uh... absolutely not. No, I want the price to remain the same. I'm not getting any extra bang for the buck. It just would be funny. I love it. <laughs> they already gave us four, which we definitely didn't ask for, and I probably no, didn't need three either. No, you, you're absolutely right. Like, yeah, one and two was more than enough um but of course <laughs> beggars must be choosers um but yeah it's it, like I say they've um hellraiser movies aside because let's not talk about those but they have done movies that we very much enjoyed obviously scott derrickson recently did the black phone um sinister um and obviously uh david bruckner did what was it the night house and the ritual um and he's also been involved in like uh pretty much a lot of the like he was oh he yeah he directed that's how we know him he directed in my opinion the greatest vhs segment which is amateur night on the first film um i was gonna say you know that's that's where the thing of him returning to this franchise is kind of you know a big deal really because i i don't think he's not touched it since then has he no i think it looks like he's only been involved in producing credits and he might have contributed like it looks like a story for 94 um So he didn't, yeah, because yeah, he didn't direct any of these. Um, so I'm not sure. I'm trying to look which one he wrote, but yeah, I can't see it. Um, cool. But I'd kind of forgot because, like, you know, we know David Bruckner had four his big features. 
um, you know, specifically the ritual um, and the night house. And I'd kind of forgot. They're like, oh, yeah, this is the entire reason. And obviously, he did, a, he did a segment on Southbound as well. So we've seen a lot of stuff from him. Um, and obviously, that recent Hellraiser film. But yeah, it, like, it all started with that original segment. Um, yeah. And again, talking about that original movie, and it's so hard not to, but like the impact it had when you look at all these directors that like, obviously, he went on to do uh, big films. Um, obviously, you got like the Radio Silence crew who have just now made two very successful screen movies were kind of in that original film um obviously adam wingard having a huge success making like multiple godzilla films at this point it's crazy um like they made stars and Mm. that's rare like there's no other anthology i think you could look at and go this was a group of kids that were completely unknown and they've all gone on to make like crazy horror kids because ty west wasn't on the original vhs was he he did he did abc's he did abc's yeah Mm. and i can't remember did he do a one on on the second one i can't remember i can't remember Um, either but i thought he wasn't part of that original crew but it is you know it's funny when credits roll for this movie and you see radio silence like he did he did on the first one i forgot shit was he yeah he did second honeymoon i forgot which is in it which is a great segment Um, (laughs) i forgot because i Um, thought it was um joe swanberg who stars in that one but he directed uh, the webcam one um that simon barrett wrote um so yeah it's kind of crazy yeah i had a funny feeling he did because Mm. just uh, i because i think you know he was the only established name you know he was the only one that had any sort of cachet when that movie came out yeah god Um, it's looking back on that now like the list of directors for vh vhs one is just insane (laughs) yeah like those what they've contributed to horror in the 20 years whatever post vhs yeah 11 years ago now it's crazy 11 yeah um but um i think as well like you you look at that that list and it's it's impossible to to recreate that yeah Uh, that is the definition of magic in a bottle isn't it yeah you know and i think that is the thing that i think this franchise does you know or did anyway i think it's done well you know it started to shift away from that but you know have that kind of shadow where it's like Mm. man you ain't getting that again like that is special and from now on we have to you know hope that we can get these you know get directors that are going to be elevated and and get people come back to do these fun segments but it's just not going to be that level like what we have there yeah definitely Um, but yeah i mean going into this one um i mean what do you want to do do you want to talk about uh, the the segments a little bit give a little synopsis and our thoughts on them i don't know how much you want to go into them or not yeah i I think i don't know really i kind of just want to talk about it as a cohesive thing and see how it goes Mm. first because i think with something like this they are this feels like what arguably one of the more cohesive ones really in terms Mm. of a an overall structure and so i think it works that way and also it's very difficult because like there's a lot of stories i really don't want to get bogged down in narrative that's for sure um but um yeah i mean overall like surface level thoughts um i really enjoyed it i think it's um much like a lot of anthologies it has high points and it has low points but i think the sum of its parts i ended up really enjoying it um I think that the overall tone and the theme is the strongest that it's ever been. Um, it really felt like it was in the 80s, and I think it's kind of tied together with a lot of small little, smaller little inserts that we've kind of seen before on these two recent ones, which is like another new addition that I think just adds to the formula. Um, and in a lot of ways, this really is like the culmination of what I always wanted VHS to be in that it's... I don't always want these like really clean cut segments with like a start, middle and end each time. 
which is obviously what you get because that is what a short film is and and these are mostly a collection of short films but i do quite like sometimes that like chaotic energy of you know are you jumping into this one yeah like you're, you're kind of jumping in and you feel like you've already missed the start of it and that's a cool feeling or you know it cuts off before you get the conclusion and I, and and they kind of do that in a really interesting way in this one as well um which in the end worked out well but at the time i was so confused <laughs> which Ooh. we can kind of get into but i was very much like oh this this was awesome like obviously talking about that as a segment like it was an awesome segment that i loved but it felt like it ended so soon and i was convinced that we weren't going to pick that up as well um i didn't i ended up kind of gaslighting myself because i looked the, up the list halfway through like i watched this film in two segments um i what i put i paused it after which one was it the um the god of death um so i stopped watching at this point um or i think it might have been the one after no it's the technology one after that is that the subtitle one the god of death yeah that's that one but yeah Yeah. it was the uh it was the technology one after that um where i stopped um because that was probably my least favorite and then i was kind of like and then when i picked it back up and and i'd had a glance to see the titles and obviously i could see the names of the segments and so I was like, man, I can't believe we're not getting the conclusion because it has a different name. And it like it trolled me so effectively because after my first um, watch, I'd, I'd kind of got a really fun segment that ended too early and then two weaker segments mm. so I was very kind of middling on it. And I was a bit disappointed. But then the second half that I watched was just all fire, like it was all brilliant. Um, and I th- so I think that works well, that it kind of is backloaded, has a really yeah. good final segment um i think the epilogue's interesting like it was super cool and creepy throughout and i loved how short the little kind of segments are and and it was really starting to build up this cool thing where i was always like oh this isn't i'm glad it's not overstaying its welcome it's kind of got this quasi like documentary feel to it mixed with fan footage which was really cool um i just wish the ending was a bit stronger like it's the the final overall segment is class um but then to kind of get the conclusion to the epilogue and and for me it just be like yeah it was fine but i really wanted that that final punch because that would have been the one thing that i think yeah like that was probably the one thing this was missing was just the epilogue landing because other than that it was like i really enjoyed the epilogue and like i say there are different segments some i really liked and some i didn't like as much which is what you i think always get with these films um certainly since the first vhs i would say that's true um but yeah just a man if if the final one would have landed with a punch i probably would have said with absolute certainty that this is the best of these last three um but because it didn't do that it's it's very difficult now and and it's like man i can't determine the difference between all of them all i know is that i really like this one and i thought the theme was strong and like my takeaway was that it's arguably the most cohesive because of that um like say the other ones yeah 92 and 99 and maybe that's because you know you put it in the mid 80s that is such a stronger year to kind of piggyback off um obviously with the fashion with the looks and everything whereas 90s it did blur in a bit i think 99 was cool because it had a lot of like stuff with the millennium um but 92 was certainly more difficult to remember from that stance but uh no overall had a great time i thought it was like another very good vhs movie and i'm always happy about that um because i just love this format um but yeah what what did you make of it overall yeah, I think I'm similar to how I am with the other two of this trilogy, really, where I think it's a it's a real strong trilogy. And I think it's, you know, clearly cemented itself as a as a viable franchise and and almost like, um, you know, because it does feel weird that Shudder has these two anthology 
um, series, you know, with this and, and Creepshow, where it's like, oh, okay, um, you know, what what makes a Creepshow episode and what makes a VHS segment? And, and, and I think an outsider would say, well, yeah, they're just both horror segments. You could just mm-hmm. shove what they're interchangeable, and they're absolutely not. Yeah, they're you know, not there, there is there is distinctly, you know, I'm, I'm watching, you know, the creep show right now. And there's, you know, distinctly these feel like creep show episodes and distinctly these feel like VHS segments. And I think that's the strength that it's got that both have their own identity and both, both can exist on this platform um, and give you entertainment in different ways. Um, I do, I do think that I would, I would have liked there to like, with VHS as a whole, like to have this like identity as a kind of, you know, uh, being able to look at like the wraparounds and look at something and go, oh, okay, this is VHS. Mm. You know, with with Creepshow, what you get, obviously, you know, it's it's very cheesy, but you kind of know, like, oh, okay, these are the wraparounds and this is what the the world is. And with VHS, I would have, you know, I I would have liked that, and I think this one gets is the closest we've seen in a while as what you said, where we do get this like cohesive, it feels like a, you know, a, a mix that's all come together with this, with this rap that kind of goes throughout the entire movie. And, and I think as well, um, I think we've spoken a lot about the, the wraparounds over the years and mm. say how they're always pretty shit. Yeah, definitely. And we've always kind of said, well, they're just the wraparound, and um, even the first know, film didn't have a great yeah. one. <laughs> and, like, therefore, they just serve the purpose. So, you know, I would, I would say, arguably, this was the best wraparound we've had. I think it is in, because I liked all of franchise. it up until the end. Yeah, like, I, like really liked it. Yeah, and and yeah, and I was similar. Where I thought the the opening segment was very strong. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I was. Um, convinced that uh that, that we were going to revisit it so <laughs> like i was you know i i didn't look at the segments or anything like that i just assumed that we'd come back to it with the way it was left and it felt like a two-part uh, and i'm glad it did and i think the the first part delivered and then the second part delivered absolutely not what i was expecting and was thoroughly satisfying mm. um you know, especially the final reveal at the end with the with the um uh, the the pistol kind of element. Yeah, I, I was like, right. because part of me was thinking like, why, you know, why have they done this? Why have they chose that as their kind of angle? And then when they kind of gave that reveal, I was like, oh, this makes perfect sense. This is brilliant. So, you know, I yeah, really enjoyed those over two nights as well. I'd completely kind of forgotten that element, so yeah. it was it was brilliant because it got me in the reveal. I wasn't like ahead of the film at that point. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, I, I had, I had two hilarious experiences with this film though, where I think it just shows the mindset that VHS puts you in because I do with these segments, I'm always like, I think with creep show, it always wears its heart on its sleeve. And like, often you're like, mm, there's going to be a, there's going to be a giant rat monster in this movie in this segment, <laughs> isn't there? And then, and then flash to the end of the episode and there's a giant rat monster, you know? And it's like, I kind of love creep show for it. it's predictability and the fact mm. that, but the fact that everything that, that it's predictable, but it's also batshit crazy. Whereas with VHS, I'm like watching the segments. I'm like, okay, where's the horror going to come in? You know, are we going to have vampires? Are we going to have, 
you know, zombies? Is there going to be, you know, a, a shapeshifter? Like, what, what are, you know, what's going on? And that's always like the the enjoyment that I get. Um, and also, like, what's the angle with the fan footage? Mm. Which, you know, I, I think this um, this uh, like entry is is all round weak on that, apart from the wraparound, because I think a lot of the other stuff is kind of. Well, not all of it, but some of the segments I felt like didn't need to be fan footage at all. The, the um, last one, which is an exceptional segment, absolutely takes the piss. Like that one triggered me. Where I'm just like, who's filming this? Because it's like a multi-cut fight, and I'm yeah. like, this looks awesome, but you've just forgotten what this is. That, <laughs> that was one completely. <laughs> I I was not fine with it. I, I I wanted to call it out because I think it. I get it. We're watching the, we're watching this dumb entertainment and everything else. But like, you've set the fucking rules. Like, <laughs> don't don't start pissing with, around with them now. And and that one that one did trigger me. It's just like dreams, and I isn't thought, it? Yeah, right. And because <laughs> then I thought, you know, that and and kind of um, God of Death also was a bit like, you know, what's going on? Why the hell is this? We got this camera still filming, but you kind of mm. accept it and. That one was part one of my hilarious experience because for some reason when I watched it, I, I, stopped, I watched it in multiple parts as well and I stopped a chunk of the way through God of Death because I was really tired mm. and I didn't have subtitles. <laughs> subtitles did not load and I thought to myself, that's the gimmick. <laughs> and, I, and I was watching it and I was thinking, I need to be confused because I, I, I was literally sat there thinking to myself, Imagine if you watch Cloverfield and you didn't speak English as well. <laughs> like how <laughs> I honestly how think can... in my head now that makes it so much better. Because yeah. you don't because there isn't any interesting plot at all in that no. entire segment. So you're not missing no. anything. No, exactly. Because then when it ended, I thought uh, I literally thought to my well, because because literally I, I was falling asleep, so I turned it off and I only had about a minute left, so things were then about to go back. <laughs> so when I turned it back and they were like screaming, I had subtitles, I was like, Oh, should I should I go back and watch this now with subtitles? And I was like, Nah, I'm all right, I don't <laughs> think I missed anything really. But it was, it, yeah, so I had this incredible different perspective of that segment where i was just watching it thinking to myself well, where's the horror gonna be you know i can see that they're going further down instead of out of this building and what the fuck's going on and, and you know they're all communicating with each other but i don't speak that language and there's no <laughs> subtitles and I, I genuinely thought that was the the point of the segment to, to mm. disorientate you in that way that was, and, that's such a good idea like and i actually like i say i'm like i'm jealous that you got that because i think that is a better way because i one of my big issues with this was because and especially speaking spanish where there's like so much content quickly yeah. the subtitles are going at such a pace and i i'm very I'm very con- <laughs> I'm very conscious of when I'm watching something subtitled um, to not just stare at the bottom of the screen. Like I always try and read like some of it, but maybe not all of it because I want to get a sense of like the performance and what's happening. Yeah. And so this was one that there were times, especially when there was action, and I knew they'd just be saying like "run quickly, get in here," and just you like point the dialogue, which is what it Adelaide, was. Adelaide. I, yeah, I, yeah, I was just. I was I was just watching the screen because I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not, you know, watching the characters. I'm like, I'm not just gonna sit here and stare at the subtitles. So yeah, like subtitles in in a fan footage movie, even something like Record Ooh. does suffer from that at times. Um, yeah, I think, but it was I think interesting. 
I think there are times though when it when it's to its benefit as well. There are there are certain points in record that you're more tense because you're reading and you can't look away and etc. Mm. But but yeah, and <laughs> the thing about it was, I started to think to myself like with VHS, it feels wrong to have subtitles. Yeah, you know, because it, it's meant to be this raw footage that you found. And imagine if you found this videotape of all these fucked up things, and one of them's in a foreign language, you ain't getting subtitles. Mm. So, so I just thought that was the gimmick, and um, so that was hilarious. And then, I, I, before you move on, for I just remember the last time I watched a VHS two, the exact same thing happened to me with uh safe haven which is the best Brilliant. segment of vhs2 um and that is comp- that is the entire thing is subtitled because i think it's in indonesia and that one didn't work at all <laughs> <laughs> because that is very story heavy and you're trying to learn about the cult and everything it's such a good segment but yeah i remember that that's so weird like they must have an issue with that because that, I've I now have remembered. Yeah. This was years ago. Like it was prior to yeah when this came back. It, I rewatched it, the original trilogy, and that's what happened. It feels like it was something to do with the fact that obviously you don't have subtitles for the rest. It's just that one segment. Yeah. So something in the you know algorithm has to like kick in subtitles and then because because when I when I started it from halfway through that segment, the subtitles work. Yeah, they, but they did disappear at the end of it. But um. But yeah, and then the other one was brilliant, which was Dream Kill. Mm. During Dream Kill, when the um, uh, kid is in the interrogation room and you're seeing yeah. like the footage of the cameras, he barely moves for like a long period of time. <laughs> that, you know, maybe thirty seconds or so. And my fucking internet crashed and <laughs> was buffering. <laughs> and I, I, I kid you not, I sat here for about two minutes. <laughs> And I thought to myself, man, they've they've jumped the shark here. Like this is this is too much. Like I can't believe it. And I was like, and then I started to like press pause and play, pause and play, and like my seconds weren't moving. And then I realised in the top corner of the screen that the, uh, <laughs> the second clock of the camera also wasn't moving, and I was buffering. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's on you. That one, I think. That, that one's on me. But, but, I mean, it is. But I think it's it's genuinely what this these these segments do to you, where you yeah. think like you think that things that have gone wrong are intentional because mm-hmm. of the the world that VHS is creating. I thought it was just this like you know similar to like Paranormal Activity. I mean, how long is it in parts of Paranormal Activity where you're watching someone not move with it with a second cock move it moving? Yeah, you know and. It, I think it just shows that mindset when it is this grindhousey thing that these things that go wrong, you think it's part of the movie. Um, so yeah, I just had a fun, weird, quirky experience with this whole watch of this this movie, which was, you know, add, added to the entertainment for me. It didn't it didn't take away. My, I managed to get my internet back on and watch the rest of that segment, which was fun. Um, I think I think that segment in particular though got weaker as it went on. Oh, absolutely. I, uh, I didn't really care for oh, the final act. I was just that, kind of... That was the one that went gnarly with the uh, with the fan footage. Yeah, that's what I said, Drinko, yeah. yeah. Yeah, sorry. I thought you were talking about the the the, the, um, the rap around Total Copy. But yeah, yeah, because Dream, Dream Killer was awful. That that last minute where, where it was just multi-cam for no reason, just, it really did trigger me. Yeah. Um, and and I was really enjoying the whole kind of 
these videotapes, you know, the videotapes within a videotape and, mm-hmm. and the fact that they were being found and they were being found and watched way seemingly way before the murders took place and and you know it really had my interest and the videos themselves were cool you know they were these kind of the opening shot of halloween style murders and then and then kind of you know then with this mystery as what was going on and and yeah i was really into it and the second they started to try to explain it it just dropped off a cliff and i lost all interest in it and then, and then the last minute was just nonsense and so you know that that one was the biggest shame coming out of it because i think there were you know two two segments that didn't really hit for me you know the, the, the subtitled one that i didn't get a lot from because i couldn't understand much of it and the other um, one that we just the, haven't mentioned <laughs> yeah and then the other one what was it thank god or whatever it is i don't know i would assume that's techno god or based techno upon god. the acronym. yeah techno god yes yeah sure whatever it is t-k-n-o-g-d yeah and um yeah because it's god of technology that they talk about isn't it yeah and, yeah and that that one i thought it's rubbish (laughs) well well, not only is it rubbish i think it felt the least authentic being in a movie called 1985 i get that that was the point that it was a performance piece that was like jumping into more future tech but the fact that they Mm. were calling them iphones yeah it felt way too like winky winky like oh you you know about modern tech and this is where we get to sort of thing with the gloves and the vr and everything yeah i couldn't stand it yeah and so i found that whole gimmick to be really winky winky but then also the the actual horror and segment itself was just uninteresting anyway even if this was in a you know, a movie that's not branded 1985 VHS. This was just a poor segment, let alone mm. within 1985. This that that one stuck out like a sore thumb to me. Yeah, um, I thought that was considerably the worst because there just wasn't yeah. anything I liked about it. God of Death was interesting because when it was just a kind of camera crew following like uh, firefighters trying to you know rescue these people, I was really into it, and it was giving me record vibes and kind of you know because that's also following firefighter team at the start, and it was it was really interesting. But then it just did what we've seen, and that is kind of a, an issue of there being six of these films now. Is like the final ten minutes is just oh we're doing this again, yeah, like we're, we're doing another. Yeah, we're just doing like, oh, there's the one character who was in on it a lot all, all along, and now you know, here's the mental reveal and conclusion. And it was cool at the end how they kind of did tie into this because this is based upon a real life um, earthquake that happened in Mexico oh, in the eighties. Um, yeah, because if you look on Wikipedia, it's like it ties it into the exact one. So that's really cool. Um, it was cool. Yeah. Kicked in the last ninety seconds as well. Yeah, I bet it sounds it. Yeah, you kind of yeah. need it for that last reveal. Otherwise, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, so oh, no, yeah, it, it was, was after that reveal. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was kind of yeah, it started off well, but then it just kind of became a very by the number segment. Ooh. And then yeah, the kind of the two parter. I don't. I want to talk about that and Dream Kill because like yeah. that as a concept is super cool, and it's something that we just haven't seen. Like. Again, I'm yeah, glad probably. you had the confidence, but I didn't. I was really worried. I think it started so cool. Um, visually, the horror really worked. I thought it was super tense, and I think it was one of the best uses of kind of POV with the camera being on the boat and just hearing these shots and not knowing where they were coming from. Um, thought it was super effective. And then when it ended, I was like, oh, this is fantastic, but it's ended, and I was so nervous. And then to then see it 
tie into this seemingly unrelated segment which is also awesome in its own right the entire setup of this was great i loved how like i was so in straight away because they're hosting this big celebration but they make it so painfully obvious or at least in a good way i mean not painfully obvious but like you you're aware of the fact that it's not a traditional yeah yeah they keep saying like that it's not a traditional celebration it's something just our family do and so i'm like oh this is so cool i'm like what the hell is it gonna be and i'd clocked the tattoo earlier as well and so for that to be like a reveal that meant something was really cool as well um and then you kind of remember like oh shit seven people i remember that so that was super awesome as well like my only negative of both these segments which were brilliant um was i just wanted a little bit more with the ending again and it's it's difficult because i feel like that's a theme now with what we're saying with these but like it it just ended very quickly and i was like oh i really didn't i thought it was going to be like another scene if that makes sense especially Mm. with ruth like how you know she kind of what happens to her in the bedroom i thought there was going to be another layer on top of that and there just wasn't um but I know this is still I awesome kind of thought the, the, the the reveal of what happened to her was like the nice little bow on it enough for me yeah true um, yeah because that's like yeah they did what they said they were going to do at that point so yeah in such like a you know a clever way and oh so yeah they're, get, they're totally getting away with that <laughs> yeah um but yeah, I I was I was the same that that with with that first segment that the POV in the boat with these kind of bullets whizzing around and you really got the um the feeling that they, these bullets were whizzing around you you know mm. flying over your head and they were just like wrecking everyone around them and you know it, you you're in such a a low kind of space that you have to hide your body in because if you you know if you poke up for a second you're gonna get you're gonna get a bullet in you. And I thought the tension of that was great. And then kind of when we got them coming off the boat and it was this moment of like, what the hell is going on? Like, Mm. how is this a thing? And like, what is going on? And kind of when that happened and kind of we got that kind of reveal and that kind of ending where it was like, okay, it's, it's, you know, this is unconcluded like we must have more to this and it was one where i was like oh, okay is the sniper like aware of the situation or is it a happy coincidence and like i love the fact that seemingly it was an absolute happy coincidence and the you know the the, the sniper then moves on to the party and, and everything else and and i was the same when i was watching it i was just like this is already great like it's clearly going to be something sinister and before the videotape played i was fully you know got the the little breadcrumbs that they left out being like oh shit we're gonna see the pov of what happened here Mm. and then and then yeah i think just to then get the revenge was it was a good you know satisfying end it's one of the best kind of you know two the two parts combined is one of the best things we've seen in vhs in this whole trilogy i think yeah i completely agree Um, you know, and then and then yeah, with you know, with um uh uh Dream Kill, I think it's um one that started so high in the way it was and, and with those the V you know, seeing this VHS for the first time, then pulling out and seeing the detective side of it in this case and everything, I was like I, I wanna watch this as a movie, this one. Like I, I, I thought this has like legs to be you know a, a, a one of these awesome you know almost like seven sort of kind of t- detective horror movie you know w- what what saw was in its you know 
in Saw 1, you know, it was mostly a detective movie. The detective's trying to figure out who Jigsaw was. And, like, I was really into it. And then, yeah, the second we actually get, you know, where these tapes are coming from, what it's all about, it, it, it goes from, you know, being stellar to, to, to I have no interest in it, which was a, which was a massive disappointment for me with that segment. Yeah, for me, it was it wasn't that bad at all. Um, I think it, it start. I agree with you that it starts off super strong and it does end weak. But for me, it didn't drop it off anywhere near as much as that. Um, I still really like this. Like, I think it was those beginning scenes are incredible. I think it has the cool. best violence in the whole film. Um, so that yeah. kind of drew me in immediately as this kind of like snuff video to open it, which was already mm. insane. And then getting that reveal of like, I've seen this murder days ago, yet this only just happened. I was like, God damn, that's awesome. Um, so to get that straight away, I was so in. Um, and I do think the only issue, which is, it is unfortunately an issue, but it's it, the fact that this is a short film and they had to cram so much is why it falls apart. Because then suddenly every character in it needs to have a big reveal. So it's so obvious where it's going. Like the moment you kind of introduce to the teenage son and, and who his connection is to, like it's so clear what's going to happen. Um, but I still was along for the ride and I completely agree with you. Like this is this is an insanely strong segment that I'll be stunned if this doesn't get a spinoff. Um, we've seen weaker segments get spinoffs in terms of the concept. Ooh. And like, as a concept, this is fucking fantastic. So like if Scott Derrickson wants to do it, um, this is right there. And, and I think all of those issues we have can easily be fixed because the concept yeah. is so strong that if you, if this is turned into a 90 minute film, you're not gonna have any of those problems. You can have so many other characters that like a certain reveal is not going to be obvious and obviously you'd probably change that anyway but like it would just it would flow so much better you'd have like more of the fun stuff which is the investigating um which i feel like they have to kind of blow by to get to the reveal to get to the action finale whereas actually the best part of this is just the inve the you know the investigation going on the detectives being like how the hell are we going to work this out and how is this a thing like i love that it's a grounded in reality because it's a detective story but with that supernatural twist which mm. is, i think is super cool you know it is that kind of nightmare on elm street vibe of like um you know it's it's teens being killed which could happen but then there's just like extra layer onto it and so i i love that this is awesome and it's it'd be interesting to see because obviously seems like he's going to be involved in the black phone sequel whether or not he's like fully directing it as his next movie or not but i would love if they say like oh yeah dream kills oh, getting a awesome. feature i'd be so down i think it'd be awesome um, yeah, I'm actually there with you because mm. I think you know a, that small change just to give you know g give it breathing room and mm. just to be able to flesh out what the uh, um, you know where these tapes are coming from a bit more in a more mm. interesting way I think would be fun and I and I also think I I would I would quite like this to be a non found footage. You know, yeah, so that the videotapes well. adjust the 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 the, mm. the fan footage, but then the rest of it is just a regular movie. Because you know, as we said, clearly the last minute or so of this this segment, it, it's not fan footage anyway. It's not mm. remotely fan footage. It's a multi cam setup that is being shot by nobody. You know, it um, it's literally got POV kind of behind someone's shoulder looking at someone else and then it flicks to that person and it's behind their shoulder looking at the other person so you know it just completely breaks the 
the the fan footage kind of angle and I, and yeah and i think you know to, to make this a feature you just you just drop that aspect altogether don't don't tether yourself to that i don't think it's it's needed you know i think um that is something that vhs has as its gimmick and it it obviously does put people with with you know in in that kind of um in that paint box then where they can't you know they can't go outside of that world they are tethered to fan footage and that's something that you know the it's funny when when i kind of discuss what feels like a creep show and what feels like vhs that wasn't actually one of the things i described vhs as mm. because it almost to me doesn't feel like the thing that is in the dna of vhs i think a segment feels uniquely vhs because of its its griminess and its um you know balls to the wall story and the way it's portrayed and it doesn't necessarily need to be a in my mind fan footage for it to work as a vhs segment but clearly it does need to be fan footage for the for the rules that they build yeah this was one of the only times as well for me that a segment did it felt like it was restrained because of the fan footage and i completely agree that it's this didn't need it and it was one of the ones where there are times like when the cam when the detectives just take a camera with them and they're like, Ooh. let's just film this. And it's like, why would detectives be filming this random, like, murder case? It just, it makes no sense. So, yeah, like, that to me isn't obvious. There is, like, no way. <laughs> yeah, there's no way in, on Earth that if this gets extrapolated into something else, it'll be found footage. And I completely agree with you that you just keep those snuff tapes. Um, I think Sinister did that, didn't it? Of, like, it was a mm. normal film that he directed. Yeah, that, but, yeah, he watches the tapes that these found footage tapes. So, yeah, it's uh, that to me is a no-brainer. But I, I, I really like this. Like, overall, I, the more I think about it, it's super strong because I really like Dream Kill. I love the two-parter. Um, and then I think that the... Uh, I can't remember if I just said, but the wraparound for the most part's really good as well. So that's cool. like you know three out of the five with a big tick next to them. Um, so yeah, it's it's a really strong one. Like it's difficult again to compare it to them, and I'd have to really go back. I've only seen those um, those two recent ones once. Um, you know, both times for the show. I haven't gone back to watch them yet. Um, but this is a really strong one, and I think it just shows the quality of the franchise. Really, is like. Again, we're now six entries deep. In my opinion, Viral's the only bad one. Like, the rest are all either good to great or amazing, um, which is, again, a yeah. very, very strong franchise. And I'm just so happy, man. VHS is one of those things that we loved it for that time period, you know, just before starting the podcast, um, in those few years preceding it, when we were trying desperately to find new horror, because um, it just wasn't as accessible as it was now. Like, it's crazy. That's how long we've been doing the show, that it really has changed the landscape of horror in the, in those years. Um, yeah. Because it was hard to find new shit. And the VHS was like a... It was a win for us. It was like, yes, we found something that speaks to us. And I was so gutted that after just one poor entry, it just died. And so, man, I'm so happy this has got new legs and a second life on Shudder. And obviously now it's going to eclipse because it's going to be more new entries. Obviously, we're going to get a fourth one. Um, so, yeah, long live VHS. Um, but, yeah, I guess what would you uh, what would be your recommendation for this one? Yeah, I would. Uh, we're doing them again, are we? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we doing it last week it was uh it was too fun just to talk shit for a change <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah no i i would i would recommend this movie i think it's um you know if you're a fan of the franchise already then it's an absolute no-brainer you watch it if you've never seen a vhs don't 
feel afraid because this is the sixth one. They are mm. completely separate to one another, and there's no there's no threads. There's there's not the the single. There's not a thing that you need to know about the other ones. You should certainly go back and watch them because they're mm. mostly great. But yeah, you can just dump into this one and and see see if you like it for sure. And and yeah, I. Like I said, I think now this trilogy as a whole is just a really strong trilogy in in this VHS world now, where I think all three of these Shutter entries have been strong. You know, as we've discussed at length, the high, you know highs and lows, but but the highs are there, and it's mostly good stuff as opposed to bad stuff in in these movies. And I don't know, like I think when I'm watching a fan footage movie. If it if it starts strong like this one does, I, I find myself a lot more forgiven of the bad segments because mm. I'm still having like a good time because they're as long as they're not, you know, forty minutes long, if they're fairly short, it's like, okay, I'm in, I'm trying to figure out what's going on in the world and I'm out. And even if I don't fully enjoy it, I still have that fun experience of figuring it out, let alone if I don't speak the language. So you know, it, it's, yeah, f- for me, mostly fun, even when the segments aren't great. And, and yeah, so I, I would recommend it for sure. I also think this couldn't have been paced any better. Because if you mm. look at the order and it's like you get part one of the two part to kick things off, which I think is the best segment. You then get, you know, God of Death, which is mad. You then get by far the worst segment bang in the middle. And then the pick me up is the part two of the best segment <laughs> and then ending things with dream kill. So, yeah, I think it's it's uh, paced flawlessly. Um, but no, I would c- completely and unequivocally recommend this to everyone listening. Um, it's brilliant. And it's it's one of my favorite horror movies of the year. And I think it's uh, it's been a weird year because franchise films is what's kept us going um and that's something that is typically not the case at all um you know we strive for new horror absolutely and that's and i think our top tens have shown that over the last seven years um and is a huge reflection of that but like this year i look and i'm like man i'm so happy that scream and saw and vhs delivered to me because i love those franchises um and yes i would much rather free movies that i had no idea you know like i'd rather a barbarian came along you know something that i had no skin in the game didn't know the director it was just a brand new thing it was just like holy shit what the hell is this like that is what i'd prefer um but i'm not gonna sit here and complain that i've had excellent franchise entries all year um so yeah very very happy but yeah this is a very awesome movie so i'd highly recommend it um but yeah that was our discussion of vhs 85 uh we'll take a quick break and we will be right back So yeah, um, got a, got a couple of movies actually to talk about this week. Um, I'll try and be brief on. Um, but yeah, I did end up watching uh, one of the recent Arrow pickups um, with the 4K crazy sale going on. Mm. Um, I, I was like, I've got to watch at least one of these because I have such a habit of just buying shit and just putting it on the yeah, shelf. I've, I've got them all sat there. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I just need to pick one. So, in 4K. <laughs> oh yeah, don't even get me started on that. It's like, I just don't even know when I'm going to get around to that. Um, I just like to have it. Yeah, that was always, that was never, the, like, I didn't buy that with the intention to rewatch it straight away. That was like, yeah, one, but I'll, uh, I'll get to it eventually. Um, but no, with these ones, it's like, man, I need to watch these. So I ended up picking one at kind of at random, but it's one I've wanted to rewatch for a while. Um, 
movie that I love, and I just don't even know how much we've really talked about it on the show. Um, but that is Battle Royale, um, which I've always loved. Battle Royale to me, it goes Ooh. back to kind of again when we were just trying to find new and interesting horror. And I'm, I'm struggling to remember when I first saw this movie. Um, yeah, it was ages ago. It, it was, but it's weird because when you look at it online, it's like, it obviously came out in 2000, but it was Ooh. so niche for the first decade. You know, like it was basically got like a handful of screenings worldwide in that first 10 years um and it wasn't until like it kind of got decent dvd and then blu-ray um distribution like a decade later so i feel like mm. we probably got it kind of as soon as that proper wave hit yeah we we, wa- we watched on dvd for the first time yeah so i think it was i think when the dvd came out a decade later i think we got it pretty much straight away yeah um so it's crazy to think that and obviously um i think the movie just holds up so well i think it's outstanding actually it's it's like incredible um you know the legacy that the movie now has and kind of what battle royale means in gaming is insane as well um (laughs) that it has like created the most popular genre of video games accidentally um alone you know these whole plethora of copycats like hunger games and stuff and it really boils down to such a a simple and interesting concept but it's done so flawlessly and well there's just so many story arcs in this that you get invested and every time you watch it even though you know Mm. like every time i watch that movie there's certain characters i want to survive i know they're not going to but i still get invested every time yeah the way they do that because it is almost like segmented once you're getting to like on the island the kids are there go it really is that of like a scene will begin and you'll get that entire character's arc play out and resulting yeah. in into how they die and so each one of those there is like probably six or seven that are like all stand alone and stand out as like oh this should be the best scene of the film but there's seven of these um and so i think it's it's a magical movie and it really made me think watching it of like obviously we've seen so many great foreign language horror movies over the years um and i was thinking like what you know is there like a go-to like is there a this is the best foreign language horror film um or is it a case of there's probably three or four because i couldn't to me, I couldn't default to just one. Um, like, I think Battle Royale is absolutely in the conversation. And on a personal level, Martyrs would be as well. Um, but I think Old Boy is absolutely in that conversation as well. I think Old Boy and yeah, Battle Royale. Yeah, Record's up there for sure. Um, I, think, I think that's the thing. Mm. I mean, I just don't think it... I think it's a bit of a mute point because mm. I, just don't, I don't think you'd ask that about American horror movie. And I just think, you know, it's there are just some world-class subtitled horrors out there um the dead is valid and yeah. I, I personally love audition again it's like yeah. is that in the conversation like perhaps but uh certainly battle royale is like i think that and old boy would be the two that would probably have the most fans and i wouldn't disagree with either of those being the selection but yeah, I, I you know you, you're talking about things like ring and stuff as well you know the original ring yeah um, um because i think that the ring and battle royale were um for me the the first like two of of like those movies where i'm watching a subtitled movie and i'm not just watching a subtitled movie but it's seeing a different art to filmmaking and a different Mm. style and and realizing that it you know in my head I'd, i'd often watch these movies and be like well i wish wish it was in english like but watching you know these it's like no these don't work you know record it's like i don't want to see that remade because that that style and and everything else is distinctly to to that country 
Mm. And I think, you know, Battle Royale and the ring, you know, I think it's interesting because I think the Americanization of the ring, I enjoyed that movie immensely, but the original is so tonally different, you know, and I think that's the thing that these movies kind of taught me that like, oh, okay, no, I'm not just having to watch these subtitle movies because they're only available this way that there is a there is a very good reason because of the way that they're made and the, and the way they look and the way they feel because they are authentically from that country what's really interesting as well is like all those movies we just listed it feels like battle royale is the only one that hasn't been remade um because yeah all of those other ones are like even old boy like years later so it is weird and obviously it's like you get something like hunger games and that but it is bizarre to me that like that as an ip especially with the the fact that those two words alone mean something now yeah it's kind of crazy but i'm glad and i think that as well like thinking back to that era it was so exciting of of, like when i first heard about j-horror and I was just like, oh, what is this? And it kind of felt like there was this huge boom coming with, like, say, The Ring and Battle Royale. And I don't think we've ever seen anything like that before or since in terms of, like, an influx from a very specific country that didn't have a voice in the genre before. Because it's like, yeah, we've had Martyrs, and that was kind of part of that French extreme movement, which is the only other one that's slightly like that because we had, like, Inside and a few others straight after Martyrs. Um, and then, like I say, in recent years, it's like we've seen Record and obviously, you know, so many different ones that we've even done for the podcast um but i don't think there's ever been of like that era of like it just seemed like there was something in the water um and i would love to see that in any case now if it was england or anywhere abroad it would be so exciting to be like here's this one place that's just making horror and the theme is that it's just from that country and it's great because that's the only thing that ties battle royale and old boy and the ring and sympathy for mr vengeance like that that they're all so different films they just happen to be from the same place um so yeah i absolutely loved it i was so happy i'm definitely gonna try and uh track down because you don't get it as part of the 4k um the second one um whereas i think yeah. i did when i had the blu-ray <laughs> but i've got rid of it ages ago um so i've kind of yeah. shit out of luck now where i don't have the second one anymore <laughs> um because i think so right have you got battle royale on, on arrow blu-ray literally then moving to have a look <laughs> yeah the 4k um is spectacular and it's a brand new restoration oh, wow. but yeah you don't get any of the films on it it's a requiem i think the second one's called but I, uh, yeah, I had the Blu-ray back in the day because that was one of the. I think that was might have been. I think it was the second Arrow Blu-ray I ever bought after Dawn mm. of the Dead. Um, All right. No. Does it not? No, I thought it did. Yeah, I thought it did as well. Some I don't know how we both got that collective memory. Like something's yeah, happened. Yeah, they must have put something out or something that had it, like a weird another di- edition. Well, there's a, there's a Battle Royale 4K limited edition. that's like five discs, and on that I think right. you get two and three um but but obviously that's a new thing that came out in the last couple of years whereas obviously that original arrow blu-ray is like over 10 years old now at this point um but either way i will uh i will get my hands on it because i'm so curious it's like i know at the time people didn't really like it and i know the director he like died early in production um so he'd only shot like a week's worth of footage and then it was someone like an editor and a producer like finished the project um but even that is like enough for me to be interested in watching it and like i've not watched battle rail 2 for so long um i remember liking it at the time though it had like a different vibe to it with like returning characters and stuff so um yeah i'm definitely gonna go revisit that but it probably won't be this year because there's just so much stuff <laughs> to watch at the minute um 
I want to touch upon as well, like just very briefly, um, another movie which we uh, both got to see um, over the weekend, in fact, at the cinema. Um, a little movie called The Creator um, that I was very much excited for. Obviously, a science fiction movie, not a horror movie, but we do love our sci fi as well. Um, I just wanted to give a huge recommendation to this movie because I absolutely loved it. Um, I think it's it delivered exactly what I wanted, and, and we talk a lot about how it's so hard to get original science fiction out there. You know, I was like, it was interesting because I classed like Dune in that, even though it's obviously based upon a book and there was the original movie, yeah, but it's like, you know, even like you get the Blade Runner sequence. I guess like, it's, it's so hard to think about when was the last time there was like big budget sci-fi that was a brand new concept that isn't based upon anything before. Um, so I'm thankful that it got made. And obviously this was, um, is it, is it Gareth Edwards? I'm, I always get yeah. his name wrong. Yeah. Is it Gareth Edwards? Um, obviously director of rogue one um an amazing film truly truly amazing and so it's like man it's i've waited seven years for this guy to make something else um and to me the wait was worth it because i i thought this movie was phenomenal like as a as a big sci-fi fan it delivered on the visuals and it delivered on the emotion you know it's a pretty standard story there's nothing mind-blowing here and i think ultimately that might be where it will be let down for some people because it's about ai as well you know which is super interesting cool. right now it's this very big hot topic um but this isn't the movie which deals with that in a super interesting way it's like yeah remember how we talked about ai in movies a long time ago it's still there in this there isn't any brand new take on it that i think is super interesting and i think that element could be expanded in the future where like I still think we haven't seen like the the best kind of modern take on AI. We're almost living in that world, so it's very hard to <laughs> pull that off in a film. I actually think the more I think about it, and I'm glad that that's not what this movie's about. Like this movie's about human emotion, which is always my favorite thing in every sci-fi movie. Like it's why Interstellar is one of my favorite sci-fi movies because the human emotion in that is just incredible. And I think this is up there. Um, so yeah, I love this film. So I just wanted to give a quick shout out to it because uh, it's a it's a very awesome film. Um, yeah, I think yeah. I think similar that it it definitely was was very good, incredibly well made, and uh, you know, f for me, the fact that there was a lot of just treading the same ground, and it felt like you know, it it was just telling a story that we've seen before, you know, in terms of um, father child relationships and 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 the AI and a lot of other things. And it was like, oh, okay, if this had been the first time I've seen this, it would have mm -hmm. blown my fucking mind Yeah, because, because everything else about this movie is stellar. But then the fact that this is just such a rewashed world with, with everything else. And, and yeah, the fact that I feel like the, the world we're in right now has progressed almost to this level. <laughs> you know, It's like, I kind of, I kind of wanted, um, yeah, uh, uh, to, to give me something new in this sci-fi world, and and what I'm—I don't mean the world we're living in. I mean the, the the movie world. You know, we've seen so many of these things before. You know, um, with with robots and AI and and the conversation around them. But that, yeah, I, I just—it left me wanting something a bit more new instead of just just what you did, which was just enjoy the visuals and enjoy this story as what it is. And yeah. Um, yeah, if this had been the first time, it would have it would have blown me away for sure. I think the reason as well for me why it's so clicked is it, it made me feel and that, and that was like my biggest takeaway of why I ended up loving it, because oh. I think everything else in it's great. But it's like you, you, that's like an almost unquantifiable element that it's like it's 
to put that in a review it'd be difficult because it's like well why did it make you feel it's like well i don't know but like the last of us does as well and but there isn't many things that do there isn't many things that i'm so invested in the characters that when you get those beats in the finale even though you could probably see them coming a mile away they still work um and they completely did for me and i was i ended up just having a smile on my face because i was like man that was so satisfying um and again shout out to gareth because uh there's probably a reason why it took him seven fucking years to make this film um (laughs) because you know he's coming off the back of making an absolutely amazing star wars movie and i'm sure he had plenty of worlds that he could play and i'm sure he got the keys to dune and fucking alien and all these different things but it was like no i want to i want to create something new um and i love that you know so and there was plenty of stuff in there like i say i don't want to sound too negative in terms of the ai stuff because i think like what nomad is for example um which i won't go into but like nomad as a concept and as a visual was so phenomenal and uh, and the way it transpired in the finale like there's a certain moment when they're like we're gonna do this now and i almost wanted to like applaud it because i was like oh my god they're doing the thing and they ended up doing it and god it was so satisfying so yeah i i this to me is like a, a top five uh, movie of the year for sure um but uh yeah should, do you, you want to talk a bit about our, our little our little ginger friend as well um while we're here yeah, I mean, I haven't watched all of the episode two so far, but <laughs> oh, we don't have to. Um, yeah, I was just going to quickly touch upon it because obviously we don't always have to talk about it. Um, mm. But my opinion has swayed slightly in a in a good way, which is why I did want to touch upon it because I ended up really liking this week's episode. Um, and it, I'm torn because I'm like, I don't know if this was that much better or if I just had a completely different mindset based upon our chat about it last week. Um, and I think it's like a combination of the two because I definitely went into last week's episode expecting more of a continuation and and looking at it more as like the this is the next chapter of the chucky saga whereas i think if you go into it as more of like no this is a fresh start with a new chucky setup and a new chucky and then you will get that other stuff sprinkled in with with the teens that's such a better way of looking at it because i what you said is so true about how like the early parts of chucky when people don't know who chucky is is always the best part um and we get so much of that in this episode which i thought was great and I think the teens are awesome. I, again, that's something that I didn't want to over um, understate because I think I probably did last week. Is like we had a, ma- a major issue with the way the teens were lo- used last season. Yeah, they're fantastic this they're season. Back, so yeah, far. they're back to season one. They're fucking great. Like I love them in 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 the whole episode. I think they're growing in front of our eyes and they're kind of acknowledging that as well. That kind of Stranger Things vibe, which I love. Yeah. Um, where it's like, oh, we've been with these people for three seasons now. Like we have seen them change in a and so yeah i i think they're nailing that i think the chucky stuff's really fun i think the white house stuff was better in this episode as well like i you know i was kind of again being a bit miserable last week and saying that i was sick of it but i definitely wasn't in this episode i think adding like a new character as like a detective and stuff it's it's cool like i i really like this episode like i say it doesn't have all the legacy stuff yet which i'm sure we might not even get but i i ended up really liking this uh, this week's episode overall which was glad which was good yeah it's really hard to you know because we know that our time with season three part one Mm. is so small yeah that like i get that like we want to see jennifer tilly we want to see what's going on with that side of it and the reality is we probably won't yeah um or like worse is that it will probably be like a like a teaser a (laughs) tiny little bit yeah like a teaser Mm. almost because it was implied to be a mid-season break instead of a maybe forever break (laughs) yeah you know (laughs) um but 
I I just want to enjoy seeing him on our on our small screens definitely and just you know for me from what I've seen of episode two so far it is just more the same and just enjoying seeing Chucky in that world and and certainly the dynamic of the the White House and kind of um you know it is just funny how ridiculous it is that like he can just steal like this letter opener and they're just like oh yeah that's you know whatever where's my where's my like Washington letter opener that could be a weapon that could kill mm-hmm. me as president of the United States mm-hmm. and the, the 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 team's just like I don't know you'll find it <laughs> <laughs> brilliant like could you imagine if something like that actually went missing in the White House yeah the whole place would be in lockdown forever probably yeah let alone the fact that like obviously in episode <laughs> yeah I was gonna say in episode one like someone got shot in the head and they're just like, yeah, it's yeah. just a bit, it's just a bit weird. Just carry on as normal, like it is. The kid, the kid is staying back in that room yeah. within like twenty four hours. Yeah, but yeah, it was. But I don't mind. I just because because it's all part of the campiness. Yeah, it's part of the cheese. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's never trying to take itself seriously, and and hasn't done for for however many years now at this point. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I'm glad I've, yeah. I'm enjoying it, and I think yeah, with the I think what the teams got up to and kind of slowly etching their way towards Chucky again. That was something you touched upon last week about how like okay, now now they know where he is, but how do they get to that? And and I really liked mm. their plan and the way it kind of unraveled. But like, and again, the way this week's ended was like a case of I don't know where this is going now. Where I'm like, how are they going to figure this out? So I am like actually intrigued now. Where it doesn't seem by the numbers it's like i don't know how they are going to get to chucky he really has got like the perfect protect protection zone right now um <laughs> which is super cool um but yeah having it a great was, time. you know because i think i think season two the school stuff was so uninteresting to Definitely. me that like i was begging for for tiff or, mm. or you know fiona to t- turn up and, and you know just kind of give me um that that lineage whereas with this I, I am just really happy with this story which is way more akin to season one yeah you know back back when we first watched season one you know and we were asking these questions like is it going to be a continuation is it not what is it going to be and when we watched those first two episodes or what first few episodes and it was like oh, okay this is just telling like a really cool chucky story and we were really on board and then you know when the legacy turned up it just it just elevated it mm-hmm. Definitely. So yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, it's, it's a shame that yeah, it's going to be over soon. But uh, I know. I'm glad I'm enjoying it. Do we only get four? I think so. It just it's weird because oh. that just doesn't feel right at all. That hurts so much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it can't like uh, it's like surely it can't already be half over. But like, I think that's what it is. And and like I say, who knows? Hopefully they'll just drop it um, quicker than we expect. But I just who knows? Like I say, I'm I'm trying to ignore that and just get you know enjoying what we had. And I'm and I'm really glad I enjoyed episode two considerably. More more than the first one and i hope that continues for the next two um but yeah that is uh pretty much it for this week um next week is very exciting though um hopefully hopefully we're going to be uh chatting about certain return of uh, a mr flanagan um who is yeah he's featured pretty pretty highly i'd say over the years you know a few few banger movies some of the best seasons of tv we've ever seen yeah um certainly the most prolific director mm. in our tenure with the podcast yeah if you're including yeah. everything that he's put out in the genre i, I just don't think like I say he's the most consistent which is already like a 
hats off to you if everything was just good but then you look at the individual quality of everything he's done and it's remarkable um and so uh yeah yeah, if it's anything like those um next week is going to be a very interesting one for sure um but yeah that is it uh for this week uh thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone I never could, how could I start now? Hold me up now, it's not that I need ya Look at me